Okay, I think it's hey. recording now. All right, cool. Still sound a little bit choppy though. Like, you, you okay with that? Uh, hold on. Let me see. I mean, yeah. not, you're not too choppy. I mean, it shouldn't be a problem, problem. But you know, uh, I'm about to pause there actually, right quick. Um, pause. Hello, hello, hello. This is a special edition of the Mental Threads podcast. I'm here with my guest, Pretty Blicky. Yes, sir. Pretty Blicky. And you also go by, what was your alternative rap name again? Kami the Wolf Boy. Yeah, Kami the Wolf Boy. And uh, what are the origins of these rap names, sir? Um, when I was a teenager coming up with all my little, you know, my peoples or whatever. Uh, they used to call me Wolf Boy because uh, the way my teeth are shaped. Like I got a, I got a lot of sharp teeth from my canines on back. Uh, all my molars are, are real sharp. Um, so they used to say I had teeth, uh, and I got like a face. And this, this is the dumbest joke. I don't know why niggas are so you know. Uh, uh, I have eyebrows like a Siberian husky, so I got like kind of thick eyebrows, uh, and I make real like. <laughs> real funny facial expressions i guess with those eyebrows so uh people started calling me wolf boy uh i like dragon ball z so uh i had a kamikaze as my little skype name and when i first started rapping people's was just like oh like me not gonna call you kamikaze because that's too long i'm gonna call you kami and it makes sense because you like dragon ball z so like we just take the wolf boy and throw the kami on there i'm like all right i guess and I just kept it because I thought it was like kind of funny, like a little, a little nod to the people that I still care about in my life, like my day ones. And pretty blicky was simpler. Like <clears throat> I just started traveling around, meeting other gangsters, and pretty blicky is the name I got when I started traveling. Um, that's how that's how niggas seen me. So hey, I just ran with it, and I had the name before I started fucking with any crip. So I felt like changing it uh, to like a a double C would be like betraying the concept of how I originally got the name. Um, basically being a person who was able to, you feel what I'm saying? Uh, my OG a crib and then I go hang with my brother and them and that's a Piru household. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like everybody in that whole house in Piru and they know where I done just came from, but it's all good because you feel me? I didn't got my respect, you feel me? Like, that's pretty much where the wolf boy and the, the blicky came from. Dang, that's a lot, man. That's touching on so many different things. It's like from childhood nicknames to anime. Like Dragon Ball Z is like definitely like like my go-to type anime and everything. I know that's a that's that main anime that really got me into anime in the first place. You know, the nice tsunami, and uh, I, I think that's pretty cool. That you well, got I don't out. judge people anime. It was like what? I don't what? judge people anime choices. <laughs> I'm with yeah. everything. Yeah, anime is the shit, man. It just goes on forever. It's like, but I always feel like I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of scratching the surface with anime because it's always like the mainstream anime that I'd be really doing like with Dragon Ball Z, Yu Yu Hakusho, and then Naruto, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. Soul, Soul Eater's damn good. Uh, I know Fire Squad is good. Uh, um, Freaking uh, My Hero Academia is getting hella popular now, which is great because it's a good ass show. I feel like I like how all the characters are written. Fist of the North Stars, my shit. Oh really? Oh yeah. I was like, I was getting confused with Tekken for some reason. Like, is it inspired by Tekken or something like that? Mm. Then I, uh, 
Uh, oh, Cowboy Bebop's pretty Bakio good, too. Grappers. I don't remember what I'm doing. Well, yeah, Cow- Cowboy Bebop was on uh, Baki the Grappler and uh, uh, King Don Ashura. Mm. Dang, man. That's, yeah, man. It, it could pretty much go on forever for like all the anime choices. And you say, yeah, pretty much yeah. connects with the uh, Pyrus and uh, also. I mean, it's good. You don't want to speak on it too much. It's good because, you know, you don't want to, you know, criminalize yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, for the most part, like, I've always been a genuine person and I've never really did the whole thing where I come, you meet me for the first time and I'm just like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm this uh, savage, you feel me? Ain't nobody fucking with me. I pluck anybody in this room, rah, 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 all that. That's not what I do. I, I really, I'm, I'm a little too intelligent for that. I feel like that that really defeats the whole purpose. If me and you supposed to be cool, me and you supposed to be bros, there's no reason why I should be trying to show you the side of me that's a killer. If I got to show you the side of me that's a killer for you to respect me, then obviously that means at some point I'm going to have to hurt you, period, point blank. I'm going to have to hurt your feelings. I'm going to have to hurt your ego because you the type of nigga that's going to put me in a situation where I really got to show you that on some real shit, you could only be breathing literally just because I allow it. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, but long tail short, like, because I try to move with the friendliness opposed to that tough nigga shit people see the friendliness first and like they gravitate towards it or they try me and the people who try me it's like they disappear over time you feel what i'm saying they know what's up with me and it's some real crips out there the real lokes you feel what i'm saying real poverty niggas who decided to fuck with me because i was a genuine person um and most most people really don't pay attention to this situation uh or really the culture behind it um, and a lot of niggas act like they're above the card, so they feel like they, they color bang. You feel what I'm saying? They they beef over little stuff. Oh, you this, oh, you that. So we automatically beefing, but they ain't got no dead homies or nothing like that. So I was just in a I was just in the right place at the right time around the right people, and these people took me and showed me how to, I guess, basically carry myself in certain situations, and I'm not ashamed of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't really speak on like criminal shit or whatever, like, but I have no shame for the fact that I'm an intelligent black man who was also able to be a bridge between, I would say, intellectual, uh, the intellectual side of black culture, mm-hmm. and then the the street and hood side of black culture. Mm. So like, you kind of say that maybe like maybe like a more Jamar type or maybe like a what you call it a, a what was little dude a most deaf type or maybe like a you know like something like between like Lord Jamar most deaf and Autumn. I would say like a better comparison just based on my personality. I'm like a cross between like like Ski Mask, the Slump God. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like and somebody like uh. Is and he be rapping crazy. Uh, he had uh, got long hair. I gotta, I gotta look up this song real quick because ain't no way, ain't, ain't no way, what, sir? What's up? Uh, she called. 
oh yeah, this is on the same album. It's called Family. Corday, yo. Oh, Corday. Corday. Yeah. My God, bro. Oh yeah, we can go a little deeper into Corday. Like- be going fucking crazy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like him. Corday is another person. I, I, I think I'm, I'm like person. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, Corday is definitely putting it on for North Carolina artists for sure. Um, uh, I really like how Corday, in a sense, is just like you know, like he doesn't. I don't want to say like he takes himself too serious or whatever, but it's just like. Like he's just like he knows, like he has his skills and he he, wants, he knows what his strengths are and everything. And then like you the last with the Lost Boy album that dropped like a while ago. What was that 2018, 2019? I think. Um I think he just kinda yeah, he just kinda let it just marinate, just kinda let people just kinda take it in and everything. Um, which is cool. I would have preferred like the Russ route and everything, or just dropping music as much as you can, you know. But it's like it's always like a pros and cons with everything. Like you know, you know, if you drop too much things and everything, it kind of gets like it kind of feels like whatever, you know. Or if you drop right, like, right. well, although like you still considering how this generation is basically like an ADHD type generation, it's oh, hard yeah. to keep people's like attention for a very long period of time, you know. Especially if you drop something wild. I can't even remember the last time I even listened to Lost Boy and everything. Because, like, everybody has, like, their go-to music, you know? It's like, you know, one day I'll listen to Schoolboy Q. One day I'm listening to, like, Logic, just, like, the exercise, you know? But I don't listen to music all day, you know? To really, like, just give time to everybody. Especially when I'm just mostly trying to listen to beats uh, for my next projects and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, you know... Once you pretty much... Yeah, once you pretty much take in a project and everything, you pretty much just listen to it whenever you feel like it's necessary. Mm. Yeah. No, it's just how I carry myself, like, really, Ski Mask and Corday are really two of the, like, funnily enough, two of the artists I look to the most in my generation. Like, it's other artists outside of my generation that came before me, but, Mm. like, C. Elliott. Missy Elliott is another person that I take a lot of influence from. Yeah, Um, Missy's a goat. Busta Rock. That's crazy how you bring up Busta Rhymes and Missy because like, I think I was just talking a while ago. I think like some post on Instagram said that they should probably do a versus battle of battle of Missy Elliott and Busta Rhymes. I need that. I need that. I feel like it will work. Some people don't feel like that will work. I feel like they're like pretty evenly matched in my opinion. Like not evenly evenly, but it's like, you know, it's just like because everybody's still different and everything but i feel like they got hits that can go like against each other and everything you know what i'm saying yeah they definitely got some bangers yeah for real man this is crazy <laughs> mm. yeah i'm real specific in my creative process um it's weird but like i'm a person who's very very friendly and very i joke a lot but mm. i take my extremely seriously like if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna put my effort into it a hundred percent, which is pretty much where I got my respect from in the first place for the people that I associate myself with. Because when I was doing like the whole like trap nigga thing, it was never because I wanted attention from people. It was always like, all right, where the money at? Because you feel what I'm saying? I'm trying to take care of my baby brother and sister. Uh, we grew up in an abusive ass household. Like, mm. you know, like I personally was abused for over two decades. You feel me? So with my experience, it was like, 
I realized one way or the other, either I really love my baby brother and sister and I was going to be whatever I needed to be to be whatever the fuck they needed to be, like whatever they needed me to be type shit, or I was going to make excuses and basically believe the hype. So when I ain't had no bread and I was skipping meals and I decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm ready to do this trap nigga shit. Like it was years and years and years ago. And it was, it put me in this mindset of fuck the attention. Where's the money at? So like a lot of niggas, what most niggas won't talk about um, is you don't really get your start being a trap nigga just because you know people. That's an extremely rare instance. Most of the time, you got to get fronted. And that's literally just a loan. Like a nigga will tell you, all right, I'll give you this much. You have to bring me this amount back, whatever, whatever. And if you're not asking questions and doing the math in your head, he'll give you a number that's way higher so that you'll end up having to tax niggas when you when you sell to them. Meaning that you got to like charge them extra. So like, if you smoke weed at all, say like in Baltimore, we usually charge around like $10 a gram. That's a really flat rate price. That's a real fair price, you feel me? $10 a gram. You can get a deal from niggas, you know, all of that cool shit. But like, if you get in fronted from somebody, you might have to charge $20 a grand because of how much money you're supposed to be bringing that person back. And if you were, if you a little nigga or a baby gangster, like a little nigga, you feel what I'm saying? One way or the other, you ain't got no rank. Yeah. And you dealing with niggas who bang or you dealing with niggas who like really pop niggas, not just on some, oh, we going to jump you, whatever, like run you out the hood. But like you might get killed type shit. You going to get that bread. You going to do whatever you have to do. And that's where niggas start getting into the scamming and getting into the other shit because they got to steal from people that they know or they got to really go out there, jump in that water and start robbing niggas to get that bread back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that sounds like a whole lot of hectic type stuff. And like this pretty much pretty much led you deeper into your passion for music, right? Like, do you pretty much speak on your experiences in your music a whole lot? Yeah, I speak on my experiences as often as I can. But I will say that being an intelligent black man and listening to my OGs when they told me to shut the fuck up and stay down, it helped because I was smart enough to like look up my past situation that I actually rapped about um, in this new track that I got coming out called uh, Way. And it's, it's W period, A period, Y period, because the song basically has a hidden title called Who Are You? Oh, and, that's dope. I even think of, I knew you were leading into something like that. It was like, who are you? Just so like that like, way. Like, that's cool, man. Sorry to cut niggas, you off and keep going. He's trying to disrespect you. Oh, no, that's cool. But niggas always try to be sly and disrespect you. Like, And when I say niggas, I mean everybody. You feel me? I'm very, I try to be inclusive with the way that I treat people. So the LGBT community, um, men and women alike, uh, people who you feel me consider themselves in the middle or outside, you feel me? I just use niggas as a generalized term because I'm a hood nigga. That's kind of what I do. Um, but niggas in general, like, they they try to play with you and be like, who are you? You feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, when they ask me, who are you? I say, bitch, I'm the truth. What the fuck is you talking about? Like, and it's a whole, it's a whole thing in the song. I don't want to leak it out too much. 
I I definitely feel like if if people don't come tune in to the to the podcast, they're gonna miss out big time on a lot of on a lot of real interesting secrets. You feel what I'm saying? Um, yeah, for real. That that the to answer your question more directly, the shit definitely propelled me into the music because mm-hmm. it was like. I had so much built up emotion being a smart kid. Like I wanted to be a pediatric neurosurgeon when I was growing up because Mm. I was, I was tortured into being intelligent and being a surgeon was one of the most expensive, like one of the most high paying jobs you could ever get. So I'm thinking like, fuck it. I'm going to be a surgeon. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to get the fuck up out this house. And it was like the intelligence that was tortured into me. You feel what I'm saying? If I'm not speaking correctly, somebody screaming at me or putting their hands on me or some type of psychological warfare. Like I had people around me that was intelligent enough to quite literally put me through psychological warfare when I was growing up and they liked doing it. So every day of my life was like that, pushing me more and more into them emotional corners to where using my intelligence to formulate some sort of like pattern of expression was literally the only thing that I could do. I couldn't I couldn't put my hands on nobody. You feel what I'm saying? Because I was too smart. Like if I go outside and I was gonna rub somebody to get the bread that I needed, as soon as I looked somebody in their face, it was like this is my grandmother. Like I literally, you feel me, this is a neighborhood where everybody know each other. Like it was too many areas I lived in, like Cherry Hill, Park Heights. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's the areas that I was at, everybody knew each other. So if you was gonna rob somebody, you was gonna end up robbing somebody that you knew. And that person will end up calling your grandmother or your aunt to talk about it. And they're going to be like, yeah, this person had on so-and-so and so-and-so. They're going to be like, oh, that's, 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 that's Nick. You feel me? And then, and then, then it's this whole thing. And I, I couldn't be the nigga who was just like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, nah, I got a baby brother and a baby sister. Like, I understand niggas is fucked up, but if you so fucked up that you don't even care about being no type of role model for your baby brother and baby sister, then you feel me like, what is you really trapping for? What is you banging for? You you just a selfish ass nigga. And that's not what you just you just basically trying to put yourself above the card. Mm-hmm. No man, I feel that man. I feel that heavy man. It's just like you and me, I'm a I'm an older sibling to my younger brother and I just try to stay on my path as best I can. And everything, and I got caught up in a whole lot of bullshit, you know, like mm-hmm. with a, a bunch of fake ass friends, man. And I swear, man, it's just like sometimes, you know, you, you wish you could start life all over again, you know, nope. to like all oh, so many times, so many regrets I had where it's like, man, I should have really avoided that person, I should have stayed away from this person, you know, stuff from that nature. And it can be a lot, you know, it can be a lot, but it's like, you know, it's just like. I always try to keep mindful as long as I'm focused on my purpose and focused on doing what needs to be done. Um, you know, I'm in school and everything now, and I was fucking up, like, during my first couple years of community college, because I kept fucking around these circles of idiot-ass niggas and bitches, and it's just, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I, at times, you know, you, you start to develop some form of PTSD over it. You know, you look back on it like, damn, like, I really dead-ass used to like fuck around with these people like what's like what the fuck was i thinking and everything you know i guess i wasn't very good at like you know seeing red flags and stuff that's like that you know? yeah man that's I just, what having old 
came in and made a fucking difference. Because without having niggas like that, like OG Nutty, I would have never been able to really like see through certain people. Like, and not like, and sorry, not sorry. I got a bar that say I'm smart enough to stay about the mix of time foolery, but hard enough to be a walking John Wick movie scene. And literally, mm. I got that from the mentality that Nutty like kind of like put into me over time. Like he he told me basically one day one of the coolest things this nigga ever told me was you got you got doers and you got thinkers. A person who's just a doer, they gonna do it because you feel me. That's just their instinct. They going, they gonna, they gut instinct, they gut reaction, they gut feeling. They feelings is probably gonna rule everything that they do. They just do, 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 and they not gonna think about shit. But a thinker, a thinker is gonna take a step the fuck back or several if he has to, and he gonna think about that shit until what he's thinking about is an actual effective solution. And then he started comparing that, using that model, like running my favorite rappers in our city that he knows personally, like in Baltimore, niggas that's famous in our city who be rocking his brands. And like, really, he just put all of these niggas through the list and was like, this nigga, he a doer. You feel what I'm saying? Like, look at him in his videos. Look at how he hold a gun. Like, so he got experience. But look at this nigga over here. He don't have as much experience. But you can definitely tell he with the shit. He said, that's because this nigga a thinker. He might be thinking about, damn, this person on probation, this, is that, and third. I wonder if they going to blur this shit out the video. Did that, do that make him a bitch? And I'm like, I don't know. And he like, nah, tell me the truth. Do that make him a bitch? I'm like, nah, like, why would you be a bitch for being smart? Like, it's more, it's more stupid for you to self-incriminate. And he like, and that's what you got to be ready to stand 10 toes on. Because yeah, I'm not going to be time. You're going to be out there by yourself and you're going to be, you got to be willing to throw hands for the shit that you believe in. Because if you're going to die for anything, you would much rather, I promise you, you would rather die fighting for something that you believe in. Because you might, you, you have a higher chance of surviving when you're fighting for some shit that you believe in, as opposed to just like fighting just to be fighting. And I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I can, I can really... I believe in a, a whole lot of that stuff, man. But it's just like, you know, that's just the craziest thing about life, you know, because we live in such a crazy age, man, where it's like niggas cannot be embarrassed in public at all, you know? And it's just like, you know, I'm the type where it's like, I can take a nail and I can move on and everything, you know? I don't really so much care and everything, you know? You know, it's one of those things I had to learn to understand as growing up. I even inherited from my father, you know? Like, we're just kind of like that, where we just, there's a part of us that kind of cares a whole lot what other people think. But it's just like, you know, I mean, true freedom comes when you just stop giving a shit and everything and just focus on you, you know? It's like, I dropped my mixtape and everything because it's just like, I needed to prove it to myself that I can actually get this done and everything, regardless of how you feel about it, whatever, I don't give a shit. I know I'm the shit, you know? I don't need your validation or nothing, you know, but it'd be nice to just put it out there just to get as much eyes on it as I can, you know, so it's like maybe it could turn into something more later on in life, you know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, you know, you, you look back on your life and look at how far you come and like, you realize like, man, I don't think anybody could ever like 
really think in my shoes, you know, to deal with the shit that I had to deal with, you know, like, you know, it come from a broken home, we witnessed stuff like domestic violence and stuff like that, you had to fucking go to the courtroom and everything just so they can, like, you know, ask you questions and that's, stuff. That's the that people be forgetting, like, that's what I be trying to tell street niggas, like, it's certain niggas out there where they dealt with psychological warfare since childhood. So uh, a lot of us was outside ripping and running, doing a bunch of crazy shit. You feel me? Thinking we was hard because we was like in middle school and we was locked up or whatever. Like it was niggas in the house watching their mothers get beat the fuck up. And that shit fucked them up to a point where now every time they look in the mirror, like like me being a person who was abused throughout my entire like childhood and shit. Every time I look in the mirror or I look in my baby brother face, it's like I got to see the nigga who hit me so fucking hard when I was a little nigga in elementary school. This nigga hit me so fucking hard that I'm still partially deaf in my right ear to this day. Like, Damn, dude. And it fucking damaged. You feel me? So, like, when I look at myself in the mirror, you feel what I'm saying? Or when I interact with women or even when I interact with other niggas, it's like I feel this, like, and like a, a, like a sense of dread, like a sense of just like you had to put your guard up and everything. Right, because it's like either this person going, like literally, and this is straight where my brain goes to. Either this person going to try to rob me and kill me, or I'm going to hurt this person by accident because I think that they're trying to rob me and kill me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I think that she's trying to set me up. Like, she don't really fuck with me. She probably, you know, she probably didn't heard that I'm one of them niggas who know a lot of different people, and she trying to see if she can get some bread off me. She probably trying to set me up, or this nigga not really my man. He on some other shit, whatever, whatever. Like the paranoia when you're a victim of psychological warfare and or physical abuse and or sexual abuse, bro. Like it makes you paranoid to a point where like you you just never like once your mother you're just not the same you're just not the same anymore like there's always something that just really just takes a piece of you away from yourself man and it's just like you know it's so crazy because it's like you know you still try to find you still try to find the hope to just keep pushing on and just do right by others man and it's just like even in like my case bro like the ptsd anxiety depression all types of shit i had to deal with people spreading all types of rumors and just fucking just and just getting stabbed in the back like nothing bro all over some sick shit and it'd be like people that you really looked out for and everything and they just turn your turn their backs on you like you're nothing you know like you don't you're not the same after that you know you know oh, you still you, you still try to reclaim yourself as best you can bro but it's just it's just crazy how basically trauma can literally shape your like your even your personality to a certain degree you know, like, it's just like, you know, you always look back like, man, I wish I was this guy again. Or I wish, you know, I, I, I was this guy or I have this sense of confidence in myself or I could like do this again. And it's like, it's there, but it's just a matter of just overcoming the healing. Cause uh, you know, that's the thing about mental scars that they never go away, but the more that you can just push forward, the more they can just you can kind of ignore it, you know? And that's, just, that's just one of the saddest things, you know? But it's just that's just how it is being black man in America. There's always some kind of traumas we have to deal with. Yeah. <clears throat> and in my case, I definitely can understand the paranoia and the PTSD shit. Cause I say the last one of the last things that really showed me that it can be anybody is in my situation, 
I had niggas jump me in. And most of the time when people ask me, I don't acknowledge the shit because to me, the niggas not even really, you feel what I'm saying? Like once, once somebody like jump you in and then them niggas see you evolving later and they decide that you like, you just, they just not the homie no more because you evolving. Like you one of the solid, one of the most solid niggas they know, one of the smartest niggas they know. Always helping niggas out with shit. You feel what I'm saying? Um, helping niggas get out the jam. Um, all type of shit. <clears throat> Cause long tail short, when you're when you're when you're an intelligent black man, you can code switch to a certain degree. And in my situation, because I was in a, some criminal shit, it was like I was code switching and I was the safe, I was the safe nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Like if somebody had something that they wasn't supposed to have, I was the person that could hold it legally. <clears throat> you feel me? Like I was the one who spit the bread to go get his like medical marijuana certification shit when it first came out in Baltimore. So like I was the person who could legally hold over 10 grams of shit. Mm -hmm. So like all of that shit, like thinking about the statute of limitations, how long it takes for that shit to die off, uh, how much you can have and what you can do with it. It's like <clears throat> niggas would give me shit. I would make sure they would know like, oh, all right. Uh, so when I hold this, uh, I'm going to just be smoking a little bit, whatever, whatever. I'll let you know how much of that shit I smoke. You feel me? That's just going to be the ticket. <clears throat> so even if, even if I got caught up on some other shit because somebody wanted to be, you feel me, a rat or whatever, I would still be good because, I mean, I told him I was just going to be smoking it. And that's what a person with medical marijuana does. Mm -hmm. So after having niggas like that, you went through certain shit like that with, slowly but surely phase you out the friend group like they might be still following you on instagram or whatever but they don't talk to you no more type shit yeah. or those people that you know and y'all kind of following a couple mutuals but these niggas don't really acknowledge you and you don't acknowledge them because it's like nah like you saw me switching up y'all niggas wanted to say faggy all the time y'all niggas wanted to say tranny all the time and i wasn't with that shit because it was some trans women and some gay men in my life that really showed me some real fucking love to where, like, I didn't even know that these people were were living, quote-unquote, alternative lifestyles, because that's what a lot of people call it. I didn't know these people were LGBT, but, like, I'm showing in my genuine self. And they just like, oh, yeah, da-da-da-da-da, if you need help with this, this, that, and the third, whatever. They don't ever try nothing. I don't ever figure nothing out. And then later, it's like, oh, word? Well, I ain't even know. Well, that's what's up. And now I got to take a second look at myself, because, like I said, when you tortured into being intelligent, PTSD is basically attached to your intelligence and it turns into hypervigilance to where you can't stop thinking. So like, I'm thinking like, damn, these people really treated me with kindness and I'm talking about I'm a real nigga and my niggas did me dirty, whatever, whatever, this is that and the third because I might be wearing different clothes or whatever or I'm still in college instead of skipping school and trying to do all this other shit. Like, nah, dummy, I'll be out the hit plays when I get done with this, my prerequisites, blah, blah, blah. It's like that and the parent shit and other blood relative shit, basically being an orphan, even though your parents not dead, <laughs> like that shit will, yeah, that PTSD, that PTSD shit gets real deep. And the, and the smarter you are, the, the deeper that shit can kind of dig. But unfortunately, in my case, I, I couldn't, I could never dumb myself down because like for two decades, I was tortured into like, you feel me? Being like <laughs> a smart nigga. I had to be perfect. And how old are you? I'm 27 now. Uh, you're 27. Oh, okay, so you're 
getting really close to 30, there ain't nothing wrong with it and everything. And still in your 20s and stuff, you know, like, hey, you know, at 23, I feel hella old as shit, man. I swear. Um, but it's like, yeah, no, if there's anything I can really relate to, it's definitely betrayal, bro. I ain't, I've been betrayed by so many people who I got close with, who I thought were my friends, man, or thought was cool with me, but, you know, that just... It just wasn't the case, man. They just saw me as a sacrificial lamb, you know, type aesthetic. So it's just like, you know, you know, black sheep always gets sacrifice and everything in this case. And then it's just like, you know, you can do always look out for them. And it would be people like literally like I remember this one dude and everything. Um, I swear, man, it's just like he was having a hard time because he was in the army and whatnot. He was doing a music thing. And he literally came to Charlotte and everything like that nature he was having a hard time because like you know while he was trying to get with like you know uh, two other girls and everything they came into his apartment and everything one of them shot one of them uh accused him accused him of uh trying to rape her and everything but at the same token like how the hell do you like literally say to a girl like or actually joke with your dude friends with the girl right behind you saying choo choo and you're going on back to the apartment and you know that you got other niggas there, like literally joking that you're going to run a train on her because like whatever. And then like you had other niggas, strange niggas at the house already. Like, you know, that's already a setup. You know, she, I think she started crying. But it's just like, anyway, like, I was the only one out of the friend group that even warned him. You know, it's just like other niggas probably would have just <laughs> been like, would have been like just been passive, be like, oh, what he tried to do this to you? Oh, well, you should you should call the police and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you know, bitch ass niggas feel like that. And it's just like you know, like I was a friend. It's just like you know, even though I didn't know him for years at that point, I really didn't know him. And I'm just like you know, at the same time, if somebody was about to accuse me of them like trying to gang rape him or whatever, I want my boys to let me know. There's something like that was out just to hear my side. And everything, and I just told him what's up and everything, you know, it's just, it's whatever. It, it was just, it, it really was whatever. But he, it's just like, keep in mind, dude, this same dude, it's just like, he had no food, the fridge at one time and everything. My mom made a big old bowl, extra, extra bowl of soup and everything. I'm just like, okay, since he already had two bowls, we can just take this bowl to him. And I ain't had no car or nothing. I had to like take a shopping cart and just walk it up the street and just bring it to him. Just to, to sit in this fridge and everything. And it's just, like, all this shit, you know, just talking shit, like, and just spreading all sorts of rumors on me in the street, man. It was just, it was a lot, dude. And it's just like, dude, I've looked out for you. Like, nobody had your back like I did. Like, bitches was about to freaking, freaking accuse you of rape. You know, ain't nobody put food in your fridge. I stood by you and everything. You know, it's just like, you know, like when I'm, I'm just that type of friend. It's just like, you know, when I say I love you, when I say I got you, I got you, bro. Like, ain't no fake shit with me, man. Ain't no fake shit with me. Like, when I got your back, I'm more, and the thing is, he had kids and everything. I always try to think for his kids for sure, man. And it's just like, dude, that's not good. Like, as a black man with sex offender on your record, that's not good. That's not good. At all. <laughs> At it's all. Not- it's not good at all, man. And it's just like, and then they just do me so dirty, bro. I keep thinking like, damn, I really can't trust nobody out here. 
And it's like, I had to go through so much shit at community college, man, because I was still fucking with the same bullshit-ass people from high school who know they didn't fuck with me, but it's like, I just settled for them. And so it's just because I ain't know nobody else. And then I had to meet all these other new types of crazy people that had, like, all types of mental illnesses I didn't even, you know, know about. So it just led to all sorts of ridicule and stuff like that. Sometimes I walk around my city, you see somebody just snickering at me all types of ways, and it's just like, you know, it, it, it can stress you out. It can stress you out a lot, but I always try to keep in mind, like, you know, I know who I am. Nobody, regardless of what somebody says or claims about me or whatever, it's like, you know, I got people that I live with day to day that see me every day that know exactly who I am. You know, I got friends nowadays that look and just see nothing but my spirit. And that's just it. And see my, my spirit and my heart and they respect it and they cherish it, you know. <laughs> You know, it's just like, you know, a lot of these issues I had at community college was connected to a medical condition I didn't even understand that came out of nowhere. So it was just, it was just a lot, man. It was a lot. It was very stressful. I had to deal with since I was 18. I'm 23 right now, still dealing with this shit. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. And I can't even go into details about it. Maybe one day I might speak on it, maybe on the podcast, maybe dedicate an episode to it. But, you know, at the same time, it's, it's, my, it's my personal type stuff. So, you know. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. Some shit you don't want to put out into the world. <clears throat> yeah, man. No. Yeah, that betrayal shit, man. That's a lot, dude. I can't have even imagine myself throwing anybody under the bus just for any reason. Oh, yeah. I just, I just can't do that. It's parent than anything. And I never really understood, like, especially with how approachable I can be. Like, I can be, like, my thing is, uh, um, if you're a friendly person or you're being kind to me or whatever, you cool, I'm pretty much harmless. Like, that's that's try to that's how I try to carry it consistently so that, like, hey, I'm a nigga who don't bother nobody. So if you bother me, obviously you're a problematic person. So whatever I give you, you deserved it because, like, that's what you was looking for. But because the flip side is so positive, and I'm like, basically, as long as you show me love or we cool, like I'm harmless. I'd be so confused as to why niggas don't just be like, hey, bro, like, is you gay or something? Like, like, I'm I'm curious about your sexual orientation because of how much you, you know, advocate for the LGBT community. Like, I'm just curious. Like, niggas just be acting weird. <laughs> like I, I've always been a person that's open to like thinking and shit because like I said I'm kind of forced to think that's just what my brain do so when I come across people like even back before like when I was more like ignorant like faggot used to be in my vocabulary or some like I would say it because I it was like funny and I wasn't calling anybody that as an insult but like I was still ignorant enough to just say it on some like funny shit because I you know I ain't realized how hurtful it could be so, like, I've been there and I've been on that flip side where people would ask me not to say it. And I'm like, what you mean? But, like, now that I'm on the other side, I don't understand what's so hard about just asking a nigga like me, hey, bro, like, you know, what's the deal with you and this? So I can be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm just one of them niggas who feel like it ain't my business as long as you treating me, like, with love. I'm going to show you love and I'm going to do everything for you. And because there's some people in my life, you feel what I'm saying, who whether they're like strangers and I just know that there has to be like good people out there of all types. 
or it's people personally in my life. I feel like there's no reason why I should be like beefing with somebody because they like niggas. Like it's a nigga who like niggas or something. Like or bisexual people or or gay women or whatever. Like I don't see the reason. It's not gonna help me get money. And then on a more like aggressive note, it's like once I started thinking about it more and I started questioning niggas, I'm it's like, bro, like if I'm trying to get bread and and a gay person come up to me to make a sale or whatever, what I'm gonna be like, oh, this person gay, I'm not ready, give them no weed. No, that's fucking stupid. Like, that makes no sense to me. I'm about I'm ready to get this fucking bread. So like What's the point of me treating somebody negatively based on like a stereotype or something? And I could I could explain it in a, a million different fucking ways, but the bottom line is like it doesn't do anything for me to be cruel to people because of who they choose to to love and who they choose to fuck, as long as they're not harming anybody. Like if you out here fucking kids, then obviously I'm gonna have a problem because like you know, you, you know, you basically manipulating a dynamic, you know, you smarter than a kid and you can like, it's, it's easier for you to do shit like that with a kid than it is to gain the trust of an adult who can see through a lot of your bullshit. But like, if you just fucking another grown man or some shit, what, what am I going to be mad about? And why am I think about it? Like, what am I going to do? Just sit there and be mad and <laughs> just be on some boozy shit like on Twitter, like <laughs> you need to kill yourself. Like what? Yeah, well, you know, people are like that. Uh, I mean, that's just how life is, like, nowadays and everything. I mean, you can't really do anything about it. People are just going to hate on whatever. Like, shit, I was even hated on in high school just because I used to write, like, in a notebook and everything. Like, like just because I used to write rhymes <laughs> in a notebook. Like, how do you hate on right? people for that and everything? And it's just like, why are you so, like, focused on other people so much? And I feel like, I guess, I guess because a lot of people represent what other people's internal fears are, you know, and it just really just comes down to like how, like, once you're in sync with your star player, like with your soul and everything, you're not at peace with yourself to the degree where you don't have the need to hate on somebody else. You won't hate on nobody else, you know, like just finding reasons to hate people is just such a waste of time, you know, jealousy and envy. You just don't know what kind of shit people are dealing with on a day-to-day basis, the life probably. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's yeah. just that's just how life is. You know, we live in a very fucked up type of society, man. It's like I swear, it's hard to really find a, a balance or to try and you know really do what needs to be done to um, you know focus on yourself. You know, sometimes like when in a, in the same world, there's always going to be people out there to really try to get at you and everything, you know, and it's just like, it's just weird like that, you know, I I had to swallow my pride and had to take in so much disrespect because it's just like, you know, because it just, it never ends, man, it just never ends, and it's just, it's just beef over like, it'd be beefing over shit that has nothing to do with what you did to them or anything, but just how they feel about themselves internally, and you see how things change over time, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the people that were considered, like, cool or whatever in high school really ain't doing shit later on. Like, the people who have actual genuine talent and everything, who just really just try to build on themselves, like, those are the people. Those are the people that end up really 
doing what they need to be doing to pretty much, you know, make it and stuff of that nature. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's just, and it's just, I see where I am here and where I was back then. And like, you know, I understand I'm a whole lot wiser. Um, I understand I'm a little bit more logical when it comes to my decision making. Uh, I pick friends a little bit more carefully now. Um, um, it's just I'm more focused on just protecting my peace and trying to uh, please others and everything. Um, I'm more focused on getting done what needs to be done um, than focus on um, whatever somebody has to say about me. Although, you know, at times I'll be, you know, I'll be kind of uh, tripping internally, you know, about some shit that happens in the past and everything. But, uh, you know, it's just, that's just the part of life, man. It's just like, you just got to get better every day. And if something isn't helping me advance and get better, then it's just in my way, man. Uh, that's just how I see it, you know? Um, it's like, I, sometimes I can't believe I even made it to the age of 23, you know? Um, I'd be going to spiritual guides and everything, and they'd be saying, it's just like, you know, because I'd be very uncertain about what the future has in store for me and where I'm going next and everything of that nature. And it's just, um, I don't know, I speak about it even on a lot of episodes because I just think it's crazy and everything because it's just like, you know, a lot of them say, hey, you know, the condition that you got, you're going to get past it. Um, you know, you're going to you know, have a, you know, find a wife and everything and she's, she's going to love you and stuff of that nature. Uh, you know, your kids gonna love you and, you know, you have a nice warm home and stuff of that nature. You know, I'd be, I'd be thinking about things like that because, you know, like I'm 23, but that's like the next stage, you know what I'm saying, in my life. And it's just, you know, I'd be looking at all the shit I had to deal with for the past couple of years and everything. And keep in mind, dude, I ain't a shitty person. You know, like I don't try to treat people badly just to treat them badly or try to like step on others or to rip on others or just you know do anything of that nature you know not really built like that you know my only mission statement in life is just you know have fun um you know just laugh with friends just enjoy the moment and I feel like I couldn't live up to that creed mostly because of this medical condition but it's like ain't even really entirely metal a lot of it's more psychological but it's just you know it's just, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and I feel like at the same time, I feel like, you know, like hell, man, like maybe like these people, maybe like, maybe they just might have broken my spirit. You know? and it's just, maybe it's just, I'm just not realizing it. But, you know, I still got faith. I'll get past everything, you know. I still got faith that everything's going to be fine, whether if I find a cure or not. You know, um, I just got to learn to be happy as I am whatever I got and you know whatever comes my way let it come my way and if it doesn't then oh well it's just one of those things I just gotta accept in life you know and it's like I'm, I'm gonna tell you like this dude and it's just like I know we've been speaking about a, a lot of this stuff for a while and everything you know everything comes full circle in due time you feel me like everything, you know, a lot of the people even looking back, you know, they say, oh, you can't do this, you can't rap or you can't do whatever. They haven't dropped any projects. They don't drop any music. You know, I've dropped 
way more music than a lot of these people have. And it's just like, I'm getting hella views on SoundCloud and everything, you know? It's like, it's just the thing like where my music is right now and everything and the support I get behind it, you know? Although, like, I wish I still could get it, like, a little bit out there, out there from different states, maybe people uh, can, like, you know, review it or whatever. I'd be trying to get on Facebook and drop a link here and here and there. But it's like at the same token, man, it's just, that's just the thing about life. You know, you just, just got to start, start giving a shit and just focus on yourself. I'm 23, getting close to 24 now. And, you know, like, yeah, sure, a couple of things may haunt me uh, from shit that happened like years ago. But it's like, I got to keep in mind that everybody has their own perception of how they see things, like, you know, regardless of how they see things or however they see things of what they're seeing, you know, it's just. It is what it is, you know, just say fuck it and just keep it pushing. So it's like, you know, I I feel like I, I feel like I can relate to the whole like, you know, once you go through a whole lot of shit, like, you know, you do become a little bit more hyper vigilant about a lot of things because it's just, you know, you can't help it. You can't help it. You, know, you always try to keep these traumas from happening again. You know? so I can feel that. You know, but it's like but we can't really talk about a whole lot of this also for a long we gotta start speaking on all this uh, matters and stuff of that nature. Uh, but uh, what are some struggles you had to face as an artist? Uh, shit, everything. Um, I faced homelessness. I dealt with, uh, you feel me, people spreading weird rumors about me type shit where uh, I guess like in a lot of situations, it would either be somebody taking something I said out of context because I'm a real genuine person so I always talk about how I feel especially if somebody asks me and people would do this weird ass thing where they would ask me some shit and I would respond to it in like a real honest and like heartfelt way like oh you feel what I'm saying I talked to this person in like forever I don't know if because you know they going through something I don't, I don't know if it's because uh, they don't fuck with me but either way it's like Damn, you know what I'm saying? Let a nigga know you alive. SOS. And then, like, that's the only person I told that. And I, I'm kind of careful about who I tell shit to. Like, I'll tell it to, like, one person so that I'll know if some weird shit happened or, you know, somebody say something later, I know who went and told. So, like, that person will go and tell. But, of course, they'll tell it in a way to kind of, like, elevate their own position by, like, offering me up as, like, the sacrificial black sheep. and They'll take my shit out of context, make some shit seem weird. And now you feel what I'm saying? It's like, it's even worse than it was before. Or it would be some shit where like, I would, plenty of times I would work with people, uh, work on songs, beats, uh, collaborations, um, music videos or videos in general, pitches and shit. And constantly like, niggas would just not produce the content and it would put me in a situation where i had taken time away from making bread to go do some shit with the homies and then the shit that i did with the homies never got worked on but the other shit that the other homies did that shit got worked on so i'm just like well damn what am i supposed to expect ain't nobody say nothing to me like what would what i'm gonna do with this information and if I'm always the person, like, that's being the, the outgoing one, that's always, you know, hitting niggas up, uh, sending niggas funny pictures and shit, like, I'm a nigga who like memes. 
Like, I like to laugh. <laughs> so, you feel me? If I'm the person who's the outgoing one, who's always, you feel what I'm saying, trying to be the life of the party, why is niggas suddenly acting like, you feel what I'm saying, that's not what the situation is? Why are you acting like I owe you and I'm supposed to be the one who breaches the gap time and time again? Like, nah, bruh. Like, I'm always the person who trying to be the life of the party and all that extra shit and trying to give niggas energy and make people as comfortable as possible. So, like, motherfucker, at least meet me halfway. So, whether it was uh, socioeconomic struggles with, like, people knowing I was homeless and not really paying me no fucking mind, but, like, hitting me up later for, like, weird shit that didn't really seem all that, like, important, like, relevant or severe, like, like, or just people, like, not fucking with me because of some shit that they heard instead of asking me or because they feel some type of way and never saying nothing or, like, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Like, I say that's definitely one, uh, like, the, the, the top category of shit, just, just basically drama and shit. Uh, the Crohn's disease is definitely another thing. Um, and having Crohn's disease and dealing with PTSD, they feed each other like a negative cycle. So me being stressed out, like anybody being stressed out for extended periods of time, it fucks with your immune system. Um, so what ends up happening is whatever stress hits my body because I got the, the 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 Crohn's disease, it's like it'll happen exponentially faster. Instead of it just being like, oh, you get stressed out for a week and you at the at the end of the week, you might feel a little bit of indigestion or your stomach might be off. 30 minutes after somebody that stressed me out, my stomach will start fucking with me. Like, and it won't just be like regular stomach shit. It'll be like actual intestinal muscle cramps and shit like that so like imagine like trying to go up on stage and you trying to figure out the new set but like niggas got there late or some shit uh and you just you you basically was relying on them to get there on time and they didn't know whatever or you get there on time but other niggas don't and them niggas is supposed to be responsible for the sound check so everybody late or one way or the other the shit don't get done and you nervous because you don't know what the fuck the mic sound like and you just gonna have to wing that shit in the middle of your performance and what you don't want is some screeching ass sound in the middle of your shit to fuck yeah no i feel that man i feel that happy yeah like it's just everything from all angles the disease uh with the crone shit just fucking with me the ptsd shit trying to deal with with the blowback of like where social situations like the homelessness shit like and how people reacted to me being homeless like the parental abuse even like rapping about that shit like people hate when you rap about real shit that don't glamorize being you feel what i'm saying uh, uh a murderer or or being you feel me a, a, a trap nigga like a drug dealer like that's why niggas come up with all these fancy names for shit to try to take the negative connotation out of it. But it's like, no, nah, dummy, you chose criminality as a permanent lifestyle for glory and fame and being in a mix and clout. Criminality was supposed to be a temporary tool used to elevate your fucking bag, nigga. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, man, I feel that, man. I feel that. Um, 
everything cool? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, uh, uh, basically, like, in response to like how niggas be treating the whole the whole criminal lifestyle shit is like a career instead of like a temporary thing that you use to elevate your back. Like, what's going on with niggas? I mean, cause I guess because it's like, you know, just how the media is kind of set up, you know, people just want to play this, uh, this, um, what you call it, um, I want to say this character, but trying to put out this image of them being hard and everything like that, you know, or trying to, like, kill people or I'm a killer, you know, stuff of that nature, all just to, you know, um, I don't know if it's for clout or whatever, but it's really just it's really just trying to push this image when it's just like, you know, but they completely ignore like the whole the backdrops that come with it, you know, like you know, you gotta end up in jail. Like basically, bro, you end up in jail, you know, you might lose a family member too. You know, it's a lot, man. You know, so a lot of things can go wrong with that. Yeah. People really be serial killers and don't even be like really thinking about it that way because oh no, serial killers is for white people. Nah, bro. <laughs> you shot a kid. The fuck is you? Like, I don't... Yeah, nah, but that's just how I look at it. Like, I just... Like, when it comes to that lifestyle shit, I just kind of look, read between the lines, like, see what other other terms might be synonymous with, with the actions. And I'm just like, damn, it's a lot of niggas out here who are basically just serial killers. And they, they, they use, like, that that the image of criminality to basically hide hide behind it because they know if they rap about it, people would just look the other way and think that it's normal. Mm-hmm. I, I guess they just try to like work on like uh, establishing some kind of like I don't want to say um not trying to establish like um how can I fucking say it's like it's just it's just it's just one of those double standards that we kind of live with, I guess, because like with serial killers, it's more like a, but like there's more of like a intrigue into like their uh to the methodology. I guess say the methodical like how they carry themselves methodically in regards, you know, like oh you know, the Jeffrey Dahmer's, you know, eating necrophilia and just. You know, you know, eating the dead bodies and stuff like that. You know, there's something fucked up. There, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, yeah. In a sense, by definition, they would be a serial killer. But it's like, you know, it's it's really just murder. Like just out of just you know, out of like a gun or everything. You know, like uh, is it like Son of Sam? Would it be like Son of Sam? You know, like Son of Sam would use like a lot of guns. But it's just like you know, it's just more like. Well, with series of killings, it's more like just like, you know, just how they be they're just trying to get into their head, like how they just how they do all that stuff, basically. You know? Oh, yeah. Like when it comes to shootings and shit, like I've seen like uh, a lot of people, they got a weird perception of serial killers because of like movies and shit. But it's a lot of serial killers out there who is just like shooting people. Like I think it was a dude uh, who was a serial killer who basically like he would repeatedly link up with young gay men and he would like shoot them. Like, uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's a lot of women serial killers who use guns. And it's a weird thing about, um, male humans versus female humans where male humans, uh, 
unless you're born predisposed to psychopathy uh because uh i don't know if do you have you ever heard of epigenetic change before uh not off the top of my head no so epigenetic change is basically uh information through the dna in layman's terms um mm. why dolphins are born knowing how to swim uh deer and shit is born knowing how to walk human beings have epigenetic change too but basically because of the hundreds and hundreds of years of enslavement and trauma black men being forced to kill each other with with our bare hands for the entertainment of the people who were enslaving us it scarred us so we have a predisposition to shit like P ptsd and all of all of that type shit um, yeah, yeah i can feel that and when it right so when it comes into the 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 whole thing about like uh people being serial killers what people don't realize is the sh the same shit that makes those white serial killers and the cliche serial killers is the same shit that makes young black serial killers and these niggas out here who be hiding behind criminality and you know whatever flag they rep to basically be a serial killer like they do the same shit they live basically the same lifestyles a lot of us was abused emotionally growing up uh men being told throughout generation after generation suck it up uh before i give you something to cry about um a lot of women were too so with all of that emotional abuse growing up being exposed to gun violence at young ages uh, a lot of people being exposed to domestic violence a lot of people took that and ran with it in a very different direction where they was just like you know what i'm gonna just hurt people for the rest of my life mm. and like that's that's that serial killer shit. That's sociopathy. That's this is what black sociopathy look like. Like, and basically my like my my sidebar is that just like we have intersectional uh, politics and shit, where you have to look at you have to look at black people completely differently than you look at everybody else, specifically because of how we were tortured for the last like recent hundred years and shit. It's like taking that into consideration. And like putting us to the side with the intersectional shit, you start to realize that the black psychology doesn't look like that. We don't look like, oh, you feel me? That's that's not the typical black neighborhood inner city dude. That's not what black serial killers typically look like in an inner city. Like it's not the trench coat in the in a creepy mustache deal. It's you feel what I'm saying? The 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 nigga with the with the Gucci belt. You feel me? And then in a in a real expensive Cartier glasses, you feel me? And he got the yeah, like it's him. Like he be touching on little girls. Like I literally just had one of my little niggas, Tony. Like, shout out to little Tony, you feel what I'm saying? Shout out to Briss. That's my brother. Uh shout out to the whole family. Um but then he had to they had to kick one of their homies out the crew. Basically, he he had to be, you feel me, blacklisted. Because they found out one of the girls that he brought around them was underage. She was like 16 or some shit like that. And like everybody in the whole clique just fucking flipped. So it's like that's what that's what you feel me, uh black creeps look like. You feel what I'm saying? The psychology is different, our politics is different, our socioeconomics is different. So every little issue that you look at in the black community, like just basically circling back around to like uh specifically like the violence and shit and growing up and having to deal with that whether you're a content creator or just a regular person like 
yeah, that shit is that's that's what makes a serial killer. So like yeah, definitely see it on both sides how like some people just you feel what I'm saying, they just following the image because of what get put out on the media. And then other a lot of other people, they really do have that experience growing up where they're fueled by their pain to like cause pain to other people. Yeah, man, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot, man, with our people and stuff. It's just, it's always some kind of weird struggle we have to deal with. That's just, that's one of the things we have to, we have to pretty much, I guess that's why we are always so, I don't want to say extraordinary, but we always uh, work to just excel in a lot of our fields because it's just all the stuff we had to, um, basically, I don't want to say accomplished, but it's like it pretty much reels us into the future in a sense, you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, well, it's ahead of the learn. Yeah, you just gotta not just be like beyond the curb. Oh, well. You're just pretty much moving forward. Uh, and that's how we move forward is basically just like by means of uh, trying to overcome our personal traumas and demons through escapism. And, like, that's what, I feel like that's what music is for me. And, like, you know, even when I do these podcasts, it's good to speak on matters like this, like mental health and stuff of that nature and just trauma and stuff of that nature because I feel like a lot of us really don't focus on mental health and mental wellness. And I feel like one of the biggest biggest if i were to go back in time and like really speak to myself at age 13 12 11 ish i would just be like hey man you just gotta prioritize your mental bro always prioritize your mental like you know like your family they, they love you or whatever and your friends i guess like you for whatever for what it means but at the same token you always gotta prioritize your mental health you always oh, yeah. gotta do that because I swear it's like yeah. if you're if you're not in the space mentally where you can take care of yourself, you how are you gonna be able to take care of others, man? You know, it's just like you know you can't. Society was basically built to actually break our spirit. You know, there'd be points where I'd be feeling suicidal. I'd be looking back at my past and like the misunderstandings, miscommunications, and stuff. All these things happening at the worst of time. You know, people putting all sorts of stuff about me into. The, community and stuff of that nature it's, it's a lot of stress man it's a lot of stress that you have to deal with but at the same token you just gotta pick yourself up and just keep it pushing forward you know that's why I go to spiritual guys you know I just ask you know what does my future really hold for me really you know a lot of them keep saying I'm gonna live be 80 to 90 years old a lot of them are saying would say stuff of that nature, you know, although sometimes I can't even see it, you know. I'm actually surprised I even made it to 23, you know. It's like, you know, like, how, you know. So it's like, you know, you know, shout out to these spiritual guys. I mean, they're one of the main things that, you know, keep me going, you know, the tarot card readers. So have you ever had a tarot card? You, you did it before? Oh, yeah, I fuck with tarot card readers. Like, yeah. I'm big I'm on being open-minded with shit where I'm not going to just sit up there and be like, oh, I got to live my whole life based on this one reading that I got. And most of the 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 good readers that I meet, they don't be telling you, oh, you got to live your whole life based on this reading I give you. They just like, 
you feel me this is some you know loose advice that i feel like you could use based on what the universe is trying to show you whatever whatever and it'll be some shit that i feel like you know what actually you make a good point you know you might have hit you might have hit your target like saying something about uh how do i put it like keeping my my dark side in check like um how do i put it like i was told that in a way the the things that i love the most and that make me the most peaceful could also be the things that trigger my most violent side because now that i've become a person who values peace it's like people who fuck with that i immediately turn into this completely different monster where i genuinely start to understand why people don't believe that i could be you feel what i'm saying violent or whatever because like in order to get me to that point you got to fuck with somebody i genuinely love or you got to put me in a position where i feel like i'm not going to be able to be there for the people i care about oh man i feel that i feel that hey hey so you have something else to say no that's it oh okay well yeah i mean I, but we got to still stick to the subject matter at hand and stuff of that nature. Um, what does self-expression mean to you as an artist and how does music help you express yourself? I mean, I'm pretty sure we pretty much spoke on a lot of that, like our influences. And other, but as I, like, yeah, well, what are your goals and what are, you, uh, what are your, uh, your future projects that you think about dropping? Um, right now, like I said, I'm ready to drop the, the uh, Way project. You feel what I'm saying? Just a little single. Uh, to blow people's minds real quick, nothing too crazy, but it's definitely fire. You feel yeah. me? Um, also, January 22nd, I got a music video, uh, the first music video for Sorry Not Sorry. Uh, that's going to be dropping. Um, Toxic Channel, uh, they get like, they drop a video in like the first 30 minutes, they get like 20,000 views and shit. So the video is definitely going to go crazy. Um, and then also uh, Scroll Gang hit me up to do a video too. So that's going to be a whole nother video. Uh, I'll let people know when I get a date for that shit. Um, goals. Uh, I want my charity to be bigger. You feel what I'm saying? I want to turn it into a whole movement. I built that shit from the ground up. Uh, started using my cash app. Um, got verified through Sutton Bank. So uh, that's that. I want the nonprofit to be bigger. Uh, to really had a movement with the clothing and shit, because um, I had a whole clothing thing. I designed the, uh, the a lot of the shit myself, and the other shit I went to people for, like graphic artists and shit that I could trust to come up with some dope shit. <clears throat> um, I say, other than that, my future goal is really just to break into the mainstream industry, like start getting mainstream views, mainstream numbers type deal, which is pretty much what most artists want. But I want it in terms of having an occult fan base. I want to have a fan base that I actually connect with to where if I say, all right, everybody, we try and go, you know, put this person on. Uh, everybody go listen to this episode of, you feel me, this podcast or whatever. Like I can get 100,000 people, you feel what I'm saying, on that podcast. Like or more, you feel me? Like I want to be able to actually create an impact. So that if I say, all right, everybody who got a dollar, uh, send a dollar to this person on Cash App. 
and boom, I'm able to like pay somebody rent, like or, or a struggling student, like in college. Like I'm even paying out of pocket for a lot of random shit for my baby brother and my baby sister now, like because I'm studying psychology. I got my baby brother studying psychology and my baby sister studying criminology. So like, I really got a lot of responsibility, and I feel like the goals that I have set would most definitely help me tackle that responsibility in a much bigger way. Yeah, man, I feel all that, man. Like, man, I feel like you can do a whole lot of that stuff, you know, feeling your energy and everything. You know, it's, it's always the people that come through, come from the most fucked up backgrounds, man. You know, that, you know, after overcoming a lot of the struggles and adversity, they ain't nothing but gold, riches, and all sorts of stuff. And they ain't got to be in the, t- and, I, and I don't mean gold and riches in terms of just, just money that you receive. But it's just in the sense that, you know, um, in the future, there'll always be um, there's always like there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and everything, you know. Like, like we go into these tarot card readers, like you know, you're gonna be so happy, you're not gonna want for nothing, you're not gonna whatever or anything. Life is gonna be just fine. Or you're you gonna get past this and everything, and it's just like you know, that's just I'm just at a weird transitional period, and it's kind of been like this since I was 18 like, in regards to my condition and everything. But because I don't know what life has in store for me, and I don't know what's coming next and whatnot, I just feel like I missed out on a whole lot in life, you know. Uh, how do you feel like your Crohn's disease has kind of made you miss out in life? Um, definitely missed out on a lot of school. Like when I was in middle school and high school and shit, when I was getting real, real fucking sick. Um, but ultimately, I learned a lot. Uh, having my body feel like a prison definitely was another thing <laughs> that was like <laughs> crippling as fuck. Because uh, it's like when you when your body feels like a prison and you have mental trauma to deal with, every waking moment of your life feel like a like the floor is lava. You constantly tiptoeing around your own fucking body because it's made out of eggshells. Like your mind is is like a fucking minefield where you basically gotta like learn the own your own like Rubik's cube of a brain that's constantly shifting and changing so that you don't become like a problem to other people. And the Crohn's disease definitely made that harder to wear like if you're constantly in physical pain or you're constantly exhausted, that shit weighs on your fucking mind. Like, it just it just never stops. Like, I know a lot of people have conditions and shit that are like temporary or whatever. Um, and I don't want to minimize their pain or take away from that because either way, whether you dealing with it temporary or dealing with it long term, it's still a, a real fucked up experience. But like when your shit is permanent <laughs> and as far as you know, there's no cure and you're just doomed to basically try to like use little shit here and there or little, uh, I guess, supposed treatments or whatever that's supposed to keep you right. You just sitting there <laughs> stuck physically like you can try to work out. You can try to you feel what I'm saying? Uh pep talk yourself all of that but you still keep coming back to that same point where you have no control and that shit like 
<laughs> that Chrome shit definitely was that big thing that was constantly just reminding me, like, hey, <laughs> remember you can you can lose like forty to fifty pounds in like a week and a half if I decide to fuck with you. Just remember that. Like, I had a fucking tube in my side because uh, I went through some shit in middle school where uh, one of my little homies, like Michael, uh, he was a special needs kid. and He was cool as hell, so I always just looked out for him. You feel what I'm saying? He was a real nice kid. Um, and one day, like, we was always supposed to meet outside, and we was he wasn't outside when I saw him. And I was walking a little girl. I had a crush on me. Well, I walked her, you know, around the corner to meet her grandmother. And then I walked back. He's still not there. You feel me? I run across the street. Boom. It's two grown ass niggas who got this nigga like grabbed up and they trying to like take his bread. And you feel me? I wanted to get the fuck up out of there. Like my fear kicked in because I'm like, yeah, like I'm a tough little nigga. But like these two grown ass men. But I had to run up, do what I had to do. I had to get Michael out of there. He just fucking ran. I told him to run. He got the fuck up out of there. I get to running. You feel me? Them niggas kind of, you know, caught me up a little bit, but I had to still get up out of there. You feel me? I was a little nigga and I could really fucking move. So I ain't stick around long enough for niggas to really do too much damage. And later in life, the Crohn's disease, because I dropped so much weight, where I got like injured at, it caused like this infection where like it was right next to my fucking spine and it was this huge ass fucking cyst. So they had to open me up. Uh, I was wide awake when they did that shit. They opened up my side, put a fucking tube in my side. Uh, they put another uh, uh, IV in my arm. Uh, but it was a real thick ass tube and I had to be awake for that shit too. And they put that shit in my arm and it ran through the artery under my arm up uh, into the entrance of my heart. So I had to walk around with a fucking tube in my arm, a tube in my stomach, like, I didn't even get drain care for whatever reason. Niggas ain't even ordered care for the for the tube I had in my side. So I had to take care of it myself for like four months. Like I really had to like sanitize the area. You feel what I'm saying? Sterilize shit like for like four months. Being like a little, a little ghetto doctor nigga. Like really just <laughs> saving my own life. Because the tube was just stitched to the side of my body. Like it was an open wound. Like. That shit fucked me up. I had PTSD for a while just off of that. That added to the post-traumatic stress I already had from other situations like growing up, seeing niggas die or seeing niggas get killed or holding people when they died. Like I've held people when they died before. That just added to it all. To where like I couldn't sleep. And to this day, I still don't really sleep like that unless I'm like uh, self-medicated. Like that's why I smoke. Like, I smoke for my PTSD and for my Crohn's disease symptoms. Because if I don't smoke, like, my Crohn's and my PTSD will, like, have my body in this weird state of, like, energized exhaustion. And it's crazy to, to say that shit, but that's what it feels like, energized exhaustion. And I'll just be up for, like, two, three, day, <laughs> two, three days or two hours of sleep. So, like... Yeah, like, Crohn's just fuck with me in all type of ways. Like, it adds to the PTSD. It make my body a prison. And every fucking day, I got to just rise above it. 
Oh, yeah, man. No, no, I feel that, man. Definitely for the rising above it stuff, man. No, real shit, dude. And I'm sure you, this is like something that's going to be like your lifetime type thing, right? Is it just like, is there like a cure for Crohn's disease or it's like, what's that? No, nah, there's no cure for Crohn's disease. That shit permanent. <laughs> Damn. That's why it's, it's just like, no matter what I do, no matter, you know, how I try to swing it, it's permanent. So. <laughs> yeah, man, I had this condition I had since I was like 18, man. Came out of nowhere. I didn't even know what it was or how it started and everything. My, my family's trying to get herbs from my native Liberia, see if like maybe could probably do something else. But, you know, I had to try all types of stuff. I had to inject all types of nonsense and everything. And I just, I've been more or less suicidal for a lot of years because of it, you know? And it's just, it's just life, man. I just wish that I could be able to tell people, but it's like, you know, I just feel like it's just something that's just, I have to keep to myself until I get past it. And once I get past it, maybe then I can be able to better explain myself. Or like, you know, because I had to mm -hmm. miss out on so much, man. I had to miss out on, like, that's five years, man. That's your time I'm never going to get back. You know, things could have went different, you know. So much stuff could have went different. And, you know, it's just all I want to do is make up for all that time. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to my mid-20s soon. I'll be close to my later 20s and then my 30s, you know, and all I want to do is just be successful. I want to be like, just so, so well, you know, live happy, maybe, you know, be as social as I can, make as much friends as I can, network as much as I can, like I should have been doing in college, but I had to live like a recluse because of this, you know, when people see me around and everything, and it's awkward because like, you be here for years, people see you around, you don't get into the mix with anything. You know, it's just, it's just weird, but it's just, it's just, it's just nothing I can do about it. You know, I just got to be patient. And I just got to be as consistent as I can, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it can be a lot. It can be a lot, man. But, you know, it's just how it is. But, hey, if I were to ask you now you're at age of 27, like, where do you see yourself in the next five, like, five years from now? Um. Most definitely get into a bag, career style. Uh, I feel like pursuing my psychology major while I'm doing like the artistry is definitely gonna help. Um, Cause I've been on tour twice, uh, got like half a million streams in the court over the course of a year, and I still been getting streams this year. So, um, and then I've done collabs with like mainstream celebrities. Like I got a band hunter collab. Uh, shout out to Jug. So I feel like over the next five years, I'm going to definitely continue on that path, do more real interesting collabs with independent artists, mainstream artists, whatever, whatever. Um, do more podcasts, more interviews, you feel what I'm saying? Offer whoever I can, you feel what I'm saying? Because I, I appreciate independent uh, content creators and I, I want to support, um, like I said, with the charity as well. And basically using all of these different skills that I've mastered to build a, an occult fan base. People who fuck with me because they genuinely understand what I'm here for. Um, to be a bridge and a start, like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, um, I would say really making an impact on gang violence. Because mm -hmm. 
people really consider it like an industry thing or mainstream entertainment. But that shit is really just designed to desensitize people to how fucking dangerous that shit really is. Like, it's I got a couple of OGs that straight from Cali, like, and some niggas who have been to like level four prisons. So the culture is very different. You feel what I'm saying? Like long tail short on the street. It's a lot of disrespectful shit that wouldn't fly in prison. Like in prison, like you literally got to get permission. Like you got to go to the nigga who run your set and be like, hey, you feel me? I think this person took something from me, whatever, whatever. Da 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 da. Like, or she could go super left, super quick. Like, and if you in with a bunch of lifers, you might not even get the chance to do that. Like, if you in with a bunch of lifers, like, What's going to happen? Like, what 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 are the consequences really going to be? Like, other than some shit that's really just going to make them angrier when they <laughs> when they done dealing with them consequences. So, like, when it comes to shit like that, I really want people to understand, like, that is real. Like, not being able to wear certain hats when you go certain places, that's really really real. Like, like I. I don't know how to really explain it other than that, like in in layman's terms or in short, but it's it's really dangerous in certain areas where you go at. It's not a fairy tale. And I, I really need people to understand that it's a lot of young niggas, like underage kids, really getting into that lifestyle because they literally do not understand how easy it is to die. I don't want to be all doom and gloom 24-7, but, like, that's really, like, one of the main focal points. It's really that easy to die. And it's only just a little bit harder to succeed at some shit by using, possibly, if you have to, by using criminality as a temporary tool as opposed to, like, a code of honor or some shit to try to live by. Because that's not a code of honor. That's not an ideology. Yeah, no, man. I feel that. I feel that very heavy, man. Just, you know, bro, this life, man, it's just, life is so hard, man. You know, and it's just like, sometimes I feel there's just be so many things that happen that it's just out of your control. You know, so many things that happen. And, like, you know, you look back, it's like, oh, you think, like, man, I shouldn't have made that decision. Oh, I probably should have never gotten close to these people. It's just, like, you know, life can be, life can be mad crazy, man, I swear. You know, but, you know, but it's like, hey, man, I appreciate you for hopping on the podcast and everything. It is such a weird format right now. You know, I feel like you said a whole lot of, like, wonderful gems and everything i feel like a lot of people can definitely listen into probably hold on to uh for the yeah, future. And it's late yeah. yeah it really uh, is man I, I'm, I'm in college too i should have did like two assignments i gotta fucking push that shit tomorrow and everything uh today is oh shit oh no it's tuesday today okay yeah because it's the morning uh, but it's like, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you for hopping on. You know, this is really, I mean, it really means a lot that people actually want to be on my podcast and everything and actually go on this length just to hop on. And so I'm really trying to see if maybe I could save this recording somehow. I don't know really how we can do this. You know, this is all through the Zoom, basically. So I have to, I have to break this shit down 
and try to convert all this into an MP3 player somehow, which I which I can't. I'm not MP3 player, MP3 file, and just kind of take it from there. So it's like, and I appreciate you for doing what you are doing. I really, really do appreciate talk that we've had. I appreciate all that. Thanks for all that. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's it for the. This is the 48th episode of the Mental Threads podcast. Um. Yeah, got any final words you want uh advice you wanna like let people know before we go off? Oh, most definitely. First word of advice, go to my Instagram at pretty wiki, tap the link in the bio, peep the music, peep my videos. You feel what I'm saying? That's on my page. Number two, uh make sure you check out the nonprofit clothing store. Uh definitely worth it. You can customize everything to your liking. You're basically buying a canvas. Uh, you can add your own logos if you want, your own text, all type of crazy shit. And number three, most importantly, love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, how the fuck are you supposed to know if somebody else really love you or not? Be yourself. Because if you ain't being yourself, I mean, like, what you, what you, what you, what you, what you really doing with yourself? I mean, like, really think about that. Like, who are you? <laughs> like. You already got enough on your plate. Being somebody else is way too much effort. Yeah, man, it's a lot, you know, but yeah, I feel like those are some pretty important gems you just dropped. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is the Mental Threats Podcast. We're sewing in, now we're sewing out.